0: So, this is one of those freestyle, off-the-top, no-notes podcasts, as I feel yesterday, was a seismic moment in not just football history, but sport and history uh, as a whole, in all honesty. Um, the greatest player of all time, in, in my opinion at least, Lionel Messi effectively handed in his notice to Barcelona, a club he's been at for almost two decades. You know, he won 10 Spanish league titles, four Champions Leagues, six individual Ballon d'Ors. And it seems the the board tension, or should I say the, the tension between Borden squad, Borden fans, has just reached its boiling point. Um, I'm joined by my good mate Tom Clark. Tom, what what was your reaction to that yesterday?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was completely confounded, completely shocked. But at the same time, it was... I stayed of shock because it was such a massive event, but at the same time, it was coming. Uh, but yeah, obviously Messi leaving Barca, I never expected it to happen. I always thought it would be this romantic ending where he'd, uh, he'd stay on for his best years, and when he seems to be slowing down in the slightest, he'd move back to Argentina. But he, he, he's not slowing down in the slightest, that's, that's the thing. He's still at the top of his game. He, he made 20 goals and 20 assists in La Liga last season, and he's still at the top of his game. For, it, for him to be wanted to leave Barca at the moment, is is, is 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 mad unless you look at the circumstances surrounding the club in which case it's been kind of coming for a while because the club's been in turmoil behind the scenes for quite a while and it's just come to a head on the pitch in in terms of that eight two defeat to Bayern Munich in the Champions League. But to back, so it's just to think we as well because there's it's, who could afford Lionel Messi at the moment? The wages he's on, the potential transfer fee they'd have to pay—it's just—it's a crazy situation. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but at the same time, I don't blame him for the state the club's in at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just to just to further your point there, um, I pulled up some statistics from Lionel Messi's 1920 season, um, and in 1920, Lionel Messi was directly involved in more league goals than any other player in Europe's top 5 divisions 33 games 25 goals 21 assists so that's 46 altogether and as you rightly said Tom you know uh, I think especially as football fans you do ten, you do tend to romanticize narratives a little bit especially when it comes to a you know a player who He's getting into his 30s, um, which, you know, for most other sports, that's, uh, that's a, an athlete's athletic prime. But with football, um, you know, once you've passed the, the barrier of 30, um, the retirement word and, and potential moves away are always um, bandied about. And I mean, similar to you, I always did have this, this view that when he did start to slow down, which as a as a, a sort of outline would the point that you know he showed no signs of that he'd go back to Newell old boys the um, the club he were, you know he came through the youth system uh, as a boy before going over to La Messiah and i mean tom is is this entirely down to the current tension at board level at the moment, it's obviously as I said it's reached a, a figurehead. Things really have seemed to have deteriorated over the past several years, and I think one of the finest examples of that of recruitment um since the passing of Tito Villanova, I just think the you know the the prototype uh, and player profile of a Barcelona player really has become muddied in the water uh, do you see where i'm coming from with that sort of point
1: yeah definitely and the, the kind of the, the first signs of it were the the slowing of the seamen it seemed like a conveyor belt of players from la masia to the first team and that just started to slow and then suddenly things started to go wrong at board level as well uh, the president's I think Samuel Marsden, who worked for ESPN, something did quite well in the thread he did back in January about what was happening behind the scenes at Barca. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the current president wasn't doing things in the way that most people would have liked. And uh, it's just all come to a head on the pitch, all these problems behind the scenes. And it's 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 on, for all the world to see. Obviously, that A2 defeat to Bayern Munich, and it's happened in the last couple of years, the 4-0 at Anfield, the... Uh, it's happened a couple of times in the last few years. I think it's three times, and then once in the Spanish Cup as well. And It's come to the point where Messi just can't take it anymore because the the club is, as well, after sacking Kike K- Setien, he said there's going to be an overhaul of the first team. That was the club statement on the sacking of Setien, obviously brought in Ronald Koeman, uh, but on a two-year deal, which... Do do think we'll only run for one year. I think he will get rid of him when the presidential elections come and he potentially get Xavi back in. Yeah, I like think
0: the presidential elections is around March time, if I'm not wrong, yeah. so, yeah.
1: March next year. There have been calls to bring that forward because there been talk, there's been talk of a vote of no confidence in Barton Mayu because he's been doing things questionably here in terms of Play transfers and financial fair play as well, uh, and he wasn't given a vote of no confidence. He decided to stay on, and there was calls for him to have re- which he did consider, and he chose to stay on until the presidential elections and not bring them forward because of the proximity of the end of last season and the start of this season following the coronavirus pandemic. So he's decided to stay on until March and not resign early. And I don't think Messi's happy with that decision, personally, to be honest. I think he's he's not happy with the state of the board at the moment. He does want the old president, John Laporta, to come back in and kind of restore the clubs of former glories. He was in charge between 2003 and 2010. Obviously, oversaw some great trophy wins, some of the, some of the best times of the modern Barcelona side. And uh, there's been rumours of him coming back in. And I do think Messi's getting impatient with that not happening and the state of the club's in at the moment. And I do think he's, he's still, as we said, arguably in his prime and he wants to make the most of that and he doesn't want to sit waiting until next year when he's, what, 34 mm. until um, Laporta potentially comes back in, brings Xavi back in as a manager. These are the, not the song years of his possibly the Song years of his because he's not he's not going to carry on until 40 I don't think so these are the key years of Messi's career he's got to make the most of it and at this point for him leaving I can't blame him but I just can't see where he'll go
0: yeah, I mean, from, from what I've seen, obviously for, from social media and, and, and certain news outlets, uh, a lot's been made of what the potential financial implications could be for clubs. Um, Messi's on roughly around €1 million, <laughs> 1 million Euros a week, um, earns between 9 and €10 million Euros a year in image rights uh, so there's so many different factors that must go into, you know, if a club was to even consider the possibility of, of signing Lionel Messi. But there is one clause within his contract which is going to lead to some interesting news over the coming days. I feel is that I believe um, at the end uh, of each season. Messi has the option to leave Barcelona on a free. I think the date on that is before the 10th of June. So Barcelona as a club um, and administrators would, would turn around and say, the the 10th of June has passed. You know, you'll have to wait to, for the following season. And I suppose the counter-argument from that, from, from Lionel Messi would be, this is a, a unique season, unlike any other, where the season has become prolonged, as you say, due to the, the pandemic. Um, but listen, I I, I never thought I, I'd live to see the day. I've got to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I said to you the, the other day when the news broke that to me, Lionel Messi is the greatest example of a one-club man that the world will ever know really Um, he's a loyal individual I think he's shown that through you know keeping his allegiances to Argentina when when he could have very well played and represented for Spain um, at an international level but um, one of the things that I did want to talk about really is do you think this is just a sort of ploy, as you said, and you sort of pointed out, it's a, it's all sort of hinders on the presidential elections. And as I've just sort of outlined there, it is kind of unfathomable to even think that Lionel Messi would leave Barcelona and still very much um, in his prime or at least and in the figures that he is. Um, do you feel like this is almost a power struggle of Barcelona and this is Lionel Messi putting his cards on the table in order to try and speed up um, getting this current board out the door.
1: Probably to be honest yeah because as we've said the feasibility of him leaving is, is, is very slim uh, based on financial figures especially with financial fair play measures so I do think he's trying to assert his authority uh, the club have become very de- dependent on him, not just on a playing level, very much on a playing level as well. They call it Messi Dependentia. They depend on him on the pitch. Everyone just passes the ball to Messi and expects him to create magic. But also off the pitch in terms of this could be the moment where Messi proves that he's bigger than FC Barcelona as a football club, which is massive. for Everyone, everyone always says kinds of like a, become a cliche that no player is bigger than the club. This could be a case where the player is, in fact, bigger than the club in terms of he could not throw his dummy out but kind of protest a little bit in terms of, all right, then, if uh, if Bartomeu is to stay on, I'm off, I'm leaving. And that would force Barcelona's hand. That would force potentially a vote of no confidence and Bartomeu to, to, to leave because they don't want to lose Messi. You can't lose Leo Messi because that will send the club in tend the turn the club into even more turmoil than it's already in, and mm. they just they just can't lose Messi. So, Bartomeu would go out the door, uh, whether that's uh, whether that's what Messi's got in mind, so he can bring Laporta back into the club and restore some kind of some kind of unity back into the club, it, it, it remains to be seen. But if if Barcelona were to be so picky about that 10th clause, I just think it would be just. What a backhand that would be after the after the loyalty message showed the club over his 20 years, for them to be so picky over a little clause like that, it would ju- and send it potentially into a legal battle, which which wouldn't be resolved until after the transfer window. Surely, it would just be so picky of Barcelona, but at the same time, typical of the club where the clubs being run at the moment. But whether he can force the club's hand, in my opinion, he can. He, he is. I don't. Th- I don't know if that means he's bigger than the club. Would that mean, if, if Messi were to force the club's hand and get rid of the president and um, move forward the elections, what do you reckon? Would that prove that Messi's bigger in the club?
0: We live in a strange age, mate, in that not only do clubs carry a brand value, but individual players carry a brand value equally so. Um, and I'm not sure actually, I mean, if you probably looked at Messi's social media side by side with Barcelona's social media, I would not be surprised to see Messi having a much greater level of followers or, or subscribers or have you that down Barcelona and I mean. And I'd never dream of it, but I'm sure there are people out there that follow Barcelona predicated on Lionel Messi. Uh, for example, with Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid to go to Juventus, I'm sure there have been plenty of people that have you know, just sort of switched lanes, focusing on Cristiano Ronaldo's career. Um, so, in answer to your question, yeah, uh, I do feel like At this present moment in time, Lionel Messi is probably bigger than Barcelona as a football club, which is something that I would never dream of saying, especially if I'm looking back and I'm thinking around those years of 2010, 2011, 2012. It's absolutely bizarre to think that an individual player is bigger than Barcelona, as the motto goes, who are more than just a club. one thing that I thought it'd be interesting to explore is, and we we touched on this yesterday, and we did have a bit of a, a back and forth. I don't think we've got an entirely aligning views on it, which, again, I think will make it for interesting conversation. But one of the one of the things that I think has contributed to this massively, obviously, um, from a from a trophy standpoint, I think this is the first season since two thousand and seven since Barcelona have won silverware. Um, and for me, I feel like it's been a long time coming in, in that there's been a huge power shift across Europe. I think you've seen that in the cycle of transfers that has transpired over the, the past several years with you know Re, uh, Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid, obviously Juventus, as I mentioned, Neymar leaving Barcelona and going to PSG. Um, obviously, the Premier League in England took the limelight for the last several seasons. Gone. I mean, I think that's epitomised with, I think it was the eighteen nineteen season where there was four English teams competing for the Champions League final and the Europa League final. So just little indicators like that. And now, who knows? With um, you know the success of the likes of. Bayern Munich, who've just come off the back of winning the Champions League for the sixth time, and um, and Borussia Dortmund, who continue to be astute with their business model in terms of recruiting young talent, are we going to continue to see this power shift away from Spain, where it very much was when I'd say we were growing up? Yeah,
1: potentially. Yeah, uh, I do think Spain is still a great power, and. Um, they are weakened at the moment. Both sides are weakened. There's obviously, Real are weakened by Cristiano leaving, and they've been weakened this season. It's probably the worst La Liga that I've seen in terms of standard. Uh, you can usually see both clubs properly pushing on towards a hundred-point mark, whereas this season it's just been whoever wins is the one who kind of just gets to it. It's it's, it's not really being a race of the title. It's being whoever's whoever's not worse will win it. Yeah, among two bad teams that are very big. And on a European scale, they just can't compete at the moment with pro- pro- progressing clubs. And you see, like you said, the power shift toward Germany, potentially newer clubs like like RB Leipzig coming in as well, getting further in the competition than, than major Spanish clubs. And potentially there will be a power shift. But with with, the, with clubs the statue, stature of Real and Barca, I can't see them moving away too much I do think they will always hold some sort of power and with the financial clout they've got and the players they've got as well even I know it's changing at the moment but they can't be completely shoved out of the picture I do think they they will always still be there but yeah I I do agree with you that Spanish football is just not as strong at the moment on an international scale in terms of the national team as well as it was here maybe 10 years ago and it there has been a power shift. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you to some extent away from Spanish football, and it is a shame to see, uh, especially from a point of view of supporting Barcelona as a second club. But yeah, yeah I, I yeah. do agree there is kind of be, there has been a power shift, and it does seem to be maybe German clubs and English and Italian coming up above them.
0: Okay. Okay. And um, before we move on to who the potential suitors for Lionel Messi might be, I think. I, I do hesitate to to talk about this because it is pretty, it is very sort of fantasy matchup if you know what I mean. It's almost like, you know, we're playing FIFA in real life. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about our old mate Ronald Koeman <laughs> and what he's walked into at Barcelona. I mean, like we knew what he was like after his after his couple of seasons in charge of our football club Everton. Um, exemplified in his treatment of, of Umar and the ass. Um, I will throw my hands up and say, ah, forgive me, Umar, but he was one of the least technically talented players I've ever seen play for Everton. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't give him a locker in the first team dressing room and you make him go and get changed in his car. You know, he's still part of the first-team group. That's not his fault. It's just down to poor recruitment from past regimes. Um, Now, obviously, since being appointed Barcelona boss following the dismissal of Kike Setien, Ronald Koeman is obviously one of those appointments to try and get the fans back on side. Obviously, he was part of the dream team uh and scorer of that tremendous free kick in what year was it? 92. Champions League, 92 92 mm. Champion League final. Tremendous free kick. One of the best central defenders I think you know has ever played the game. But he is you know he's notoriously very hard nosed with his treatment of some players. Um there was obviously a, a very short was it a phone call between him and Luis Suarez. saying saying that Luis Suarez isn't part of his plans Um, Luis Suarez should be and is rightfully regarded as a Barcelona legend for what he's achieved over these past couple of years and I don't know how you feel about that Tom but you don't go about you don't treat players like that in football
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can get away with doing it to Man but Luis Suarez is a bit of a different level. Like, like it was it was awful what he did to Nias, but you you can't walk into Barcelona. I know he's he's a club legend and that, but to be coming in and it's it's gonna upset. And I know from from several stories here and what he was like at Everton. He was very cold and frank and not very welcoming and warm to anyone really. And I think he's just come into Barcelona and. Upset the squad already in his first. He's coming for twenty minutes, and he's managed to get rid of Suarez and Messi. Like, how how you manage that? And there's been calls as well. He's a. Uh, I think this was reported by AS. I'm not sure if it's true that he told Messi that this was the end of his privileges at the club, and that was enough for Messi to to, to send this fax and say he was a uh, he was ready to leave. I'm not sure how true that is. That was just a news news report coming from Spain. Mm-hmm. But to come in and unsettle a club like that in your first couple of days. I don't think there's been a worse start managerially. Uh, I know the club's in turmoil, but and they need someone to come in and steady the ship. But if you need someone to come and steady the ship, why come in and tell all the first team players, all the arguably the best first team players, that you need to find a new club? How who, Who's that going to... I, I don't see his logic in that, to be honest. and I don't know what he's trying to do, whether he's trying to rebuild the club from from young players rather than rather than rel- relying on the old guard. I know that's what Barca have indicated in the statement when they sacked Setián, as I said before, but I-, I don't know what his idea is behind that, but I do is his old ways from Everton coming to his new management style from these reports from Barcelona and I do think this is going to be a disastrous year again for Barca until they finally get Javi in and it seems like this Javi is this savior who's going to come in and and grace the football club again, but we don't even know at the moment whether he's as good as a manager as he was a player. We don't know. So it's just all up in the air and I can't see Coombe doing anything for Barca this season, to be honest.
0: Mm -hmm. A very foreboding forecast by Mm -hmm. Mr Clark there. (laughs) Uh, Now, time to play, you know, fantasy matchup time, mate. Like, when I was looking over what's been reported from Lionel Messi's current contract, the release clause... Is in the region of 700 million euros. Um, In a coronavirus pandemic world, it's hard to think of any football club that would consider coughing that amount of money up um, for one single player at the age of 33. Uh, Albeit, I know there'll be certain stipulations and contract clauses, you know, where the where the payment would be spread out under X amount of years. Um, but this comes not too long after Khaldun Al Mubarak, the chairman of Manchester City, said the club may potentially break their mould of signing players in their, around the peak ages of the mid-twenties, and they may uh, go against the grain in that sense. Um, they're obviously the the standout name from from England, um, Manchester City. Seeing seeing Lionel Messi reunite with Pep Guardiola, I don't know about you, but that excites me massively. That prospect is, you know, whether or not you know, I support Manchester City. I don't. I've got a huge amount of respect for Manchester City and what they've managed to do. Um, uh, but to be able to see Lionel Messi. Play, uh, you know, a gooderson park, for example. Or, you know, at the it'd be sensational. Um, anyone else spring to mind in terms of the, the potential teams that may chase Lionel Messi's signature?
1: Probably no others in England. I can't see anyone having seven hundred million to cough up in your in England. Sorry, apart from Man City probably only the clubs that are owned by a country, the likes of PSG are Man City mm-hmm. uh, Man United. Are, they're not budging on the £120 million valuation that Dortmund have put on Jadon Sancho, so they're not going to cough up seven mil, hundred mil. But um, for Lionel Messi, Liverpool aren't the club-type clubs do that either, even though they are top of the world at the moment. And it's only Man City who would do that. It is exciting, and it's it would be great, and I'm sure that would be the way. If you're going to somehow fill the Etihad, that's the way to do it, aren't Lionel Messi? But <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 ca- I can't see anyone else. He wouldn't go... Messi's a perfectionist and he needs teammates up to his level and that's why that's one of the reasons I think why he's, he's threatening to leave Barca at the moment and he couldn't even at this stage I don't think he could go to New York's old boys and, and play with players who aren't up to his standard he couldn't go to Saudi Arabia he couldn't go to China or, uh, or even the MLS at this point because he would just get so frustrated with his teammates not being up to his level so it would be PSG or Man City maybe Juventus as well but I don't know about final... Juventus.
0: <laughs> Potentially Pre- Juventus. Juventus. Bloody hell, imagine that. Messi, Messi and, and Cristiano,
1: Cristiano together. That would be amazing. like To see them two play together just once even just would be unbelievable. But I I, I don't know if... I don't think Juve are in a position to, to pay 700 mil either. And mm. I don't think it will be 700 mil. I think it, there will be some kind of settlement between the club and the player in terms of that clause that reportedly ran out on June the 10th. So I don't think... Any of it will be, but if it is the 700 mil, those are the clubs who I think would be in for him. But I, I I, can't, to be honest, I still can't see him leaving. I don't think, even though he said he wants to leave, I don't think he will leave.
0: Because mm. as I say, it, it's a, as I say it, it, it still doesn't detract from the fact that it's a really significant moment. Um, yeah because I'm I'm sure there's always been moments of memories of you know he he might come away and that there's there's always you know there's always that line that people dish out that he's never proven himself outside of of Barcelona and outside of Spain which I think is ridiculous when you look at some of the performances that he's turned in uh, in his Champions League appearances at times um, and there's always the the uh, you know (laughs) Not the can he do it at a, uh, a cold windy United Stoke, but like can he do it in in England? Full stop. And I mean that the prospect of seeing him in England it is hugely attractive, but at the same time, the the football romantic in me doesn't want to see him leave. You know, uh, like for example, the the situation in which Ika Casillas left Real Madrid, it left me proper heartbroken, like, to see how he was treated um, and to see how he was almost pushed out the door with his press conference, you know, for, for, in my opinion, um, the greatest goalkeeper of all time. You know, it it shows just how cold and heartless footballers and industry can be, even at these clubs that are institutions within their own right, you know, Larger than life, that they can always very sharply remind you that you are the player and we are the club, and um, and I mean, we'll have to see how this pans out over the over the next couple of days. And to get an answer to your question, you know, who's bigger, FC Barcelona or Lionel Messi? But you know, what are you thinking, Cap? On some. How does this transpire? I, I understand, we're, you know, we're not mystics. We haven't got a crystal ball, but to the best of your ability, how do you think this plays out over the next day, couple of days, or next couple of weeks?
1: Honestly, I do think Bassam may resigns They bring Laporta in to bring forward the presidential elections. Laporta comes in, he settles down again. Everyone's happy. Personally, I do think that's when I, what's going to happen. I can't see, I can't see any feasibility in him leaving. And I do think that's what's going to happen. He's going to he's going to force the presidents of resign, to get the new presidents in, and it's re- resolved for now. That's that's what I think will happen, personally.
0: Okay, so That's, um, that's a, a a a very a fairy tale ending to a very dark time, isn't it? Really, and I I would like to think that that the same occurs and that Barcelona are soon restored to their. Former glories, and I think a big thing for me to to end the the Barcelona and Lionel Messi discussion is I just want to see them recuperate that identity again. Uh, you know, Rinus Mickles, Johan Cruyff, uh, Bobby Robson it instilled it to some extent too, uh, and it was crowned by Pep Guardiola. The you know Tiki Taka four three three. Everybody understands their roles in the system. You look at some of the players that they've got Ricky Puge, uh, Frankie Jong. I do feel like they could execute that style of play really well. Um, I mean, I know Kuhlman's come out and said that Griezmann needs to be played um, as a striker. I think he said, which obviously, again, that probably. Explains his harsh treatment to Luis Suarez, but I mean we'll just have to wait and see uh, and see how that transpires. Uh, I think we'll uh, we'll conclude the Lionel Messi discussion because you know as, as I say I feel like that was a, a real hot topic that we needed to get something out there on. Um, but back on the blue half of he side, how much Rodriguez, lad? You into it or not?
1: I'd love it uh, just, just to see that colour of the player coming to Goodison Park that, that's the statement signing that we want he's 29 I know he was out of best in 2014 at the World Cup but he's a player that Ancelotti likes working with he, he followed him to Bayern after playing with him at Real and he, just, just just seeing Hammers instead of Tom Davis in midfield you can't say no to that personally but I don't know what your viewpoints on it is
0: <laughs> apparently as well and and Shilotti tried to get him when he was at Napoli too. Yeah. Real, Real Madrid just wouldn't budge. I mean, I don't know, man. We we're Hamas Rodriguez ever since he planted that absolute well, dear, off the crossbar against Uruguay in, in 2014. I think it was when he was 22 years old. Every other year, it seems he's linked to a top English club. Yeah. Uh, and as, as, as similar to what we discussed with Messi, it's always like, you know, can you do it in the Premier League? England is the proving ground. Um, if Everton are the club that takes that gamble now, maybe the hype has down died down a fair bit, uh, given that he's 29 years old. But if Everton are to be that club that takes the gamble on James Rodriguez, you know what, mate, as, as you sort of elucidated to there. The current state our midfield's in, I'm all for it. We need that creativity. He's demonstrated that he can play across the midfield, out wide, through the middle. Um, you know, I don't know what we'd be expecting from him defensively, but you'd like to think again. It comes to another potential sign, and Alan is is over the line within the next week or two. And um, apparently, he's doing. <clears throat> Apparently he's doing individual training uh, away from the group at Napoli to avoid any potential uh, injuries ahead of his proposed move to Everton, which is exciting. Again, um, he seemed very keen on rejoining with Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, I think what we're seeing now is the uh, the pulling power of Carlo Ancelotti, uh, the players that have worked on the that appreciate uh, and understand his methods um, see this uh, as an interesting proposition <clears throat> and again like we just come off the back of a 12th place finish mate You know, throwing me hands up aside from Richarlis and Dominic Carver and Mason Holgate Luca Dean to an extent were well, not that special but these introductions might be A catalyst for you know making a more complete team that challenges for Europe. How do you assess our other transfer targets? I mean, at the moment, they all seem to be coming out of midfield, uh, with Gabriel, uh, you know, seemingly off to to Arsenal and Thiago Silva, uh, who was bandied about earlier on in the window, looking lines up to go to Chelsea, Uh, but Alan. Uh, and Abdullah like DeCore of Watford is another name that's been thrown back into the mixer. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Decore, Alan, and James have been the three centre midfielders. Uh, John was saying, John, uh, and Toffee Bluesy was saying this morning, it shows how much Angelotti rates right are midfield in terms of just getting rid of all of them and just completely replacing them, uh, getting three new central midfielders in and I completely agree with them, we just need a massive upgrade in that area and that's, there was blatantly see for everyone at Ancelotti more than anyone in in the fact that uh, after lockdown our central midfield were not doing anything, they weren't protecting the back line, they weren't supporting the front line, they were just there being bypassed all the time and they were rubbish in possession as well giving the ball away quite often, Uh, so a complete upgrade is is needed Uh, and it, it. I suppose I've seen some people say, oh, is it, is it reminiscence of of um Steve Walsh coming in trying to buy all the number tens? Um but no, we do need we do need reinforcements in centre of the field. That's that's the agent area that we do need reinforcements in. I would like to see more rumours of other positions, maybe a, a backup to Gabriel coming in at centre back centre back where we do need strengthening. Also a right back, I know Santiago Arias has being rumoured mm-hmm. uh, to come in and essentially provide that experience like Sidibe did last season, maybe that will, could be a, a lane to go down as well but there seems to be for once in a window there's no strikers being linked with that, which is interesting obviously because we've got the likes of Moise Keane, Richarlison and, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin at the moment so it's mm-hmm. nice to see that area sorted but yeah I do think we need to be linked with more defenders and hopefully a goalkeeper as well because it does seem also to be coming through the centre of Maffield at the moment
0: Yeah 100%. I echo most of, of what you've said, to be fair. Um, and to sign off, uh, I saw a quite comical tweet the other day. Um, uh, don't get me wrong, right, Seamus Coleman is one of, if not the nicest pre- Premier League footballer I have ever met, obviously after suffering that horrific leg, leg injury the the levels that he's got back to are absolutely astounding. You know now he's club captain in his thirties, um, uh, and in my opinion he's the best Everton right back I've ever seen, and was one of the best right backs in Europe in his prime. But I seen a tweet the other day saying Everton best make some silence now. I can't be asked, but Messi, Sterling, Aguero, and Kevin De Bruyne all running at Coleman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: that, <done. laughs> oh, know that uh, that leaves us with some food for thought ahead of the new season. Um, so <laughs> just thought we had to get we had to talk about that, didn't we? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the thought of Messi leaving Barcelona is is quite mind boggling. And hopefully, we touched on some interesting discussion points for you there. Um, make sure you you know keep up to date with. What well, Tom's getting up there as well. Uh, getting dug into his long reports uh <laughs> the new season coming up. But yeah, as I'm uh, as I say, keep up with Tom, uh, keep tabs on what Tom's doing. He's a he's a fantastic writer and gets some brilliant stuff out there. Uh Tom Clark forty in it, the the yeah. Twitter handle. There we go, now we're off the top of my head.
1: Nice Slow <laughs> so, things, just got him into it on it.
0: <laughs> there we go, fellas. Uh thanks for
1: tuning in. and um, there'll be more stuff out there soon. Take it.